Well, good morning, y'all. It's good to see you. It's good to be in here. Uh, an intersection is always a joy uh, to worship with you and to share the Word of God with you. So it's a privilege to be here today, and uh, I look forward to unpacking uh, God's Word with you now. We have been, these last few weeks, in a series uh, called Relationship Roadmaps. As we've been walking through Ephesians, for some of Paul's teachings about what he has to say to the key relationships in our life. I think there's this really neat um, section of scripture, starting with Galatians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, to me, gives us the heart of Paul's message. There's a lot of good stuff in Corinthians and Romans, Thessalonians, all these type of books. But to me, there's something special about that little section there of Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. I think we just see so much good stuff and so much stuff that really points to the heart of the gospel, to the heart of what our Christian life looks like. And so with this end of Ephesians, we see some really key advice for how to live out the important relationships in our life. You know, he starts off in Ephesians 6 with everyone's favorite verse in the entire Bible, wives, submit to your husbands. Um, you know, I preached on that a few weeks a few weeks ago, and I joke. The last time I preached on that subject, I let Holly do the sermon for me. I kind of cheated. So, but I, I pre, we pre, talked about what that notion of wives mean to your husbands. But then last week we talked about Paul's word, where he says, "Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church." Okay. Well, how did Christ love the church? He laid down his life for the church. So, the really the key to understanding. All of these relationships we're going to walk through, husbands, wives, this week we're going to talk about children, next week we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about parents, I'm sorry, next week's our patriotic musical, so we'll all gather in the sanctuary for that service, then on the 9th, we're going to talk about parents, on the 16th, we're going to talk about Talk about our work relationships. Uh, that's where Paul says, uh, slaves obey your masters. I think that's a pretty good segue into the workforce, you know, but that's just me. Uh, we'll talk about some of the key relationships he says there. And then we're going to talk about, really wrap it up with, well, who's our enemy? If we have all these key relationships, well, who do we fight against? We see that in the end of Ephesians chapter 6. We wrestle not against flesh and bone. We wrestle against the powers, the principalities, and the rulers of this dark age. And Paul gives us the, spirit, the whole armor of God to put on to know how to live. So we're going to walk through all of these things. But how, I don't know how many of y'all know what the Rosetta Stone is. You know, it's that. I don't, and I'm not going to lie to you. I don't exactly know what it is. I just know what I Googled about it. I think it's a big rock that has a bunch of languages written on it. Like, I think it's Egyptian, hieroglyphics, and Greek, and Latin, and all these type things. And it became the key when it was discovered for how to interpret all the ancient languages. The Rosetta Stone was the path that when you had it, you had the ability to understand Egyptian hieroglyphics and Greek and Latin and things such as that. For Paul and our Relationship Roadmap series, for Paul and what he's saying to us, I think the Rosetta Stone of all of this is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Now, that's not what I'm going to preach on necessarily today, but I wanted to start off there, though, because I think that, is the, that helps us understand everything. Because before he says, wives, submit to your husbands. Before he says, husbands, lay down your life, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Before he says to what we're going to talk about today, children, obey your parents. Before he says to parents, don't provoke your children. Before he gets to work, workplace stuff, he starts off with verse 21 where he says this. 
be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. That is the key to all of this. Being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Family's interesting, isn't it, y'all? Family's interesting. We were talking, Holly and I were talking on the way down. Um, oh, some of y'all asked, this is, the, this is the cup I drink from every morning when I'm doing my online reflections. They said, what does it say? And I simply ask, what is an inside voice? That should be my slogan for life. Um, but Holly and I were talking yesterday about family and how challenging it can be and how hard it can be and how sometimes... Um, Boy, nobody fights like family. You don't believe me? Let somebody get left out the wheel. Okay? I've had aunts and uncles who went 20 years without speaking to each other because of the way the wheel went. Nobody loves like family. Nobody fights like family. That's the truth. Family are our most passionate relationships. Family are also the folks you're more honest, most honest with. You know, who you're more honest with than your spouse and your children. You know why? Well, let me, okay, let's not say honest. Who are you sometimes the meanest to? Your spouse and your child. You know why? They stuck with you. <laughs> and ain't nothing they can do about it. So, and then, so these relationships become very challenging at times because there is history and there is baggage and there is harm and there is pride. So that's why I think Paul's word here for us to be mutually submitted to each other is the key to understanding everything. And what this means today specifically talking about children is the mutual submission we have, it isn't necessarily to each other. It is to some extent, but the mutual submission that we all have is to the family. So Holly and I, we try to make decisions, not necessarily what's best for Andy, or not necessarily what's best for Holly, but what's best for our family. Now, sometimes that is what I want to do. Sometimes it's what Holly wants to do. We were talking about the passage of Wild Submit to Your Husbands. The story I tell about that is when we moved from Ripley to Pedal, that was not a move that I asked for. We were happy. And we had six weeks to move from Tippa County to Pedal while buying a new house, first time homeowners, in a town we'd never lived in and knew nothing about, and moving all of our stuff. And y'all, y'all, you're not going to believe this. This is crazy. This is the craziest thing ever. The church I went to in Pedal, this is crazy. That church, they had conflict with each other a lot. Can you believe that? Can you believe a church at some point found itself in conflict with each other? Golly, that's crazy talk, isn't it? So I don't know. So I, my joke was the house I bought in Pedal was a house I knew that I could sell quickly if I needed to. So we looked at every house in our price range and picked a house. But one day I came home from work, and Holly was looking at houses on Zillow, and she was crying. She looked at me and said, this move is not of God. And she meant it. 
I said, yeah, it is. We took a vow to this, and we're going to go where sent because it's the promise we made God. So in that situation, she submitted to me. We're going to pedal. Now, it wasn't something I initially wanted to do either, but it was what was best for our family and what was best for our integrity and our call to God. I realized, though, early on with children, our decision-making changed somewhat. When the kids were little, I did a wedding out in the middle of nowhere in Perry County, which if you know Perry County, that describes all of Perry County, out in the middle of nowhere. And it was cold. It was November. It was kind of, kind of rainy. It was an outside wedding because, you know, everybody wants to get married outside on a pile of hay nowadays. And so we, we, we did the wedding out there. And the kids were young, and they were fussing, and they didn't want to go. They didn't want to go to the wedding. And um, I told Holly, I said, are the kids, you and the kids not going? She's like, no, the kids are cold, and they're going to complain, and they don't want to go. And this was a family that we were very close to in our church, very personally close to. And it hit me that we were not making decisions that were best for our family, but we were making decisions out of convenience for our children. So what does that pass on to our children? That what matters the most is not what's right for our family, but what matters the most is that you're comfortable. And that's not a way to live life. So for wives and husbands, Paul talks about wives submit to your husbands. For Husbands, he says, love your wife as Christ loved the church. What does he say for children? Well, let's read chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well for you and that you may live long on the earth. So do you see how for each key relationship we've seen so far, there is a notion of submission. So first he says, verse 21, be mutually submitted to each other. Wives, submit to your husbands. This is, about, this is not about gifts or graces. This is about ordering of the family. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Both of those go back to verse 21. Mutually submit to each other out of reverence for Christ. Then what do we see for children? Now, Paul does not use the word submit, and Paul does not use the word lay down, but Paul uses this word, obey. Obey. For each of these key relationships, we see for Paul that he's giving us this command to put aside our stuff, our rights, our preferences, our whatever, and lay down ourselves for the good of the other. By the way, you know who did that? If that sounds too hard for you? Some guy named Jesus. Father, take this cup from me. But not will, my will but yours. Or Philippians, where Paul writes, though Christ, being the very nature of the Father, humbled himself even to the point of death 
on the cross. Even though Jesus Christ, as the Nicene Creed tells us, is the very substance and nature of the Father, he humbled himself and submitted himself to the will of the Father. So if Jesus Christ, the one to whom we aspire to be like, if Jesus Christ, the one who redeems us, if Jesus Christ, who we as Christians, Christian meaning little Christ, if we are following the path of Jesus, which is our command as Christians, then our command is to humble ourselves before God and be mutually submitted to each other as husbands, as wives, as parents, as children, as church members, as brothers and sisters in Christ. So as your pastor, I want what's best for you. I truly do. I want what's best for you in all things. We're supposed to lay down our life for each other. So today we see this command to children. And so for me and Holly, we realized we were making parenting decisions out of convenience. We weren't putting the family first. We weren't putting the virtues and lessons we wanted our children to live with first, but we were putting our convenience first. And so, now I'm not going to say that meant to my kids went to every wedding moving forward. But it did mean that there were some times we're like, hey, you're just going to have to get over it. We're going because this is important and we're doing it. Because it isn't about what the child wants or frankly, even about what the parent wants. But it's about what is best for the family. So today, we see this. We see um, that Paul tells children, in verse 6, Children, obey your parents as in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that you may do what may be, may, it may be well with you, that you may live long on the earth. We see this command for the child to obey the parents. And this is a quote. This is a direct quote from the, uh, from the Ten Commandments. Honor your and honor your father and mother. It's interesting. I did a Bible study on the Ten Commandments on Wednesday Night Live last year. It was such an interesting study. It was interesting. And I think, I think one of the things that is hard, it's hard as children sometimes, particularly as adults, but even if you're teenagers, children, because younger kids know this, what if you feel as though because of their life, are their choices or how they raised you? But your parents are not worth honoring. What do you do then? And, and let's be clear, y'all. When I speak on this issue, this is not a laboratory experiment for me. It's not theoretical. My biological father murdered my biological mother. You know? Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I totally understand. I get it. I, can underst I understand how someone could have a difficult time honoring their father and mother. Makes perfect sense to me. Get it. And what the ancient teachers of the Bible have said to this verse over and over and over again is this. To honor your father and your mother is not just necessarily to honor a perfect person. Because, y'all, if, if you have had a relationship with your parents, your father or your mother, that was awesome, I pray that you have. But I pray that you've had a father who loved you 
and a mother who loved you and nurtured you. I pray that you've had those relationships, but maybe you haven't. The teachers, the ancient teachers of the Bible said this, to honor your father and mother ultimately is to honor life. Because without your father and your mother, you wouldn't be here. Their existence, their life, is what has ultimately led to you being here. So if you've had amazing parents, parents that have modeled for you the way of Jesus, parents who have loved you and sacrificed for you and pointed you to what is right, good, and noble, then praise Jesus, y'all. There may be no greater gift that you can have as a child or as an adult than a parent who truly loves you. It may be the greatest gift you can have. But if you haven't, maybe if your life's been harder, maybe if you've not had those relationships, maybe if you've not had that in your life, then I'm truly sorry for that. I really am. I'm sorry. I understand. And I'm sorry. But we still honor life. Because it is not the person that makes the position worthy of respect. It is the position If they were imperfect, then we honor the life that we have. We honor the life given to us. We honor what we've been giving them. We don't obey and we don't honor perfect people because, y'all, if our parents had to be perfect to earn our respect, then nobody would ever obey their parents because I don't know about you, but I'm not a perfect parent. I've made many mistakes as a parent. It's not about being perfect. It's about that mutual submission to each other and the mutual submission for the good of the family because I truly believe, y'all, that family unit, that family unit that God's given us, I believe that even more so than the church is the most effective way that God changes the world. And that family unit of, of mother and father and child and that family unit, that's where disciples are formed that's where, that, that's where communities are built. That's where the gospel's imprinted. If Jason or Kate leads your child to Christ, that's not what we want as the church. We want you leading your child to Christ as the mother and the father. Our job is to resource. Our job is to help. Our job is to give support. Our job is to be there for you. Our job is to create Christian environments. Our job is to do all these things. But, but the most formative impact on a child is going to be the parents. And so that's why this matters. That's why this matters. It's because when we get the family right, when we, when we make the family into the discipleship community that it should be, that is where the world changed. You know, We outsource jobs to other countries now. We outsource all this and all that. We can't outsource discipleship making from the family, y'all. It's got to be part of the family. That's where disciples are made. And so we parents love our children. The children obey the parents. We're all mutually submitting ourselves to the goal and the good of the family. That's what it's about. 
It's the goal and the good of the family because it is the family that makes those disciples. And so, now let's say this, y'all. It's hard. Some of us have hard relationships with our parents. It's hard. Some of us have hard relationships with our children. This is not a perfect world scenario. And so I think what we do sometimes with these passages is we make them an imperfect, an ideal that we can't meet, and we feel terrible when we fail at it. The Christian gospel is good news. The Christian gospel is not a weight around your ankles. The Christian gospel is not a yoke around your neck. And in fact, Jesus said, if it is a yoke, it's an easy yoke. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for it's easy and my burden is light. I think sometimes we have set the family ideal up as such, as something that is impossible to achieve. I made this joke last week. That sometimes the Father's Day sermons are this. We got dads here. Let's make them feel really bad about being a terrible father for the next hour. And I didn't want my fathers to leave church Sunday feeling like failures. I wanted them to know that, yeah, they're probably going to get some stuff wrong. Yep, probably so. As a parent, my joke is this. I just hope my children are in, a different, are in therapy for something different than I'm in therapy for. But they're going to be in therapy because I'm going to mess them up. Just hopefully different than I'm messed up. Yeah, that's right. That's the way it goes. So there is grace. There is grace when we don't get it right. There is grace when we struggle as parents. There is grace when we struggle as children. There is grace when we fall. But C.S. Lewis once said, the sin is not in falling down. The sin is in not getting back up. So, yeah, maybe today as a husband or a wife, you're realizing some things that, golly, I need to get better at this. I need to work on this. I've kind of messed up there. Well, you know what tomorrow is? You know what today is even? A new day. A new day. Maybe as a parent you realize that you have not put your family as the goal. May you have parents out of convenience. Well, today's a new day. And as a child, maybe you realize that you have resented your parents for something years ago. Or maybe there's some harm or some hurt there. Or maybe there's something there that you have not obeyed them in. Today's the day to make that right because what we need to understand and we need to hear when we see Paul in all of these words in Ephesians. Mutual submission. Wives to husband. Husbands lay down your wife as Christ loved the church. Children obey your parents. Parents don't provoke your children. What Paul is calling us to is to submit ourselves to each other, but most of all, submit ourselves to Jesus. Most of all, submit ourselves to to Jesus and that's what it's about that's what it's about because the greatest the way that I can be the son that I need to be to my parents in a challenging point for my parents I mean to be transparent with the church mom's 93 and on hospice right now 
We go down to Boca Chitta every Saturday morning and sit with her because that's the only day she doesn't have a sitter. So that's what we do every Saturday. You know why? I'm her son. And that's my job. Holly's mom has some challenges in her life right now. So every Thursday and Friday, Holly goes to Brookhaven. It's with her parents. You know why? That's her mom. That's her job. That's what we do. Hear me, that doesn't make us saints. That makes us children who love their parents. Like anyone else would do. That's what we do, y'all. God's word is clear. Children, obey your parents. He doesn't give us an out, does he? He doesn't say if you like them. He doesn't say if they're perfect. He doesn't say they've always gotten it right. He doesn't say if it's easy. He doesn't say any of these things. Because ultimately, it's about me submitting myself to Jesus. It's about me submitting myself to Jesus. And if I submit myself to Jesus, if I make him Lord of my life, if if I live my life under the authority of Jesus and under the lordship of Jesus, then in the end, I'm going to want to love my parents and my children and my neighbors and my church members and my friends and my enemies as Christ loves me. That's our call. So today, children, obey your parents. Yeah. That is really that simple. I could have saved you all a lot of time and just said, children, obey your parents. Amen. But I got a mic. I might as well use it. That's our call. To be mutually submitted to each other in love for Christ and to love and obey our parents. And so in a couple weeks, we're going to talk about the job of parents with their children. So that's our, that is, that is uh, our job as well, y'all. But if we do these things, if we live out this relationship roadmap of mutual submission, submission, mutual love, mutual grace, and point to Jesus, imagine what we can do, y'all. Imagine the difference we can make for the kingdom of God. And friends, that's what it's all about. Let's make that our mission. Let's pray.